Hey everybody, everybody, welcome to Hey Let's Talk About It, a show where we, well, talk about it. I am Cassidy, and my pronouns are she, her. I am Charlie, and my pronouns are they, them, or he, him. And I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. And... <laughs> 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 uh, this is our first episode, and it's got a weird energy because we don't really know exactly how we're doing this yet despite this being the most like laid out podcast ever done yeah we, we have an outline at least um so i guess like do we want to talk about do we want to go right into the the things we've been into lately or do we want to talk about like our mission goals kind of like what the podcast is about itself Let's do that first because it's the first episode, awesome. and then I can cut yeah. it down to be a little teaser to drop in the feed later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, hey, let's talk about it. Is a show where three friends come together and talk about what is on their mind this week, um, either or month, month, <laughs> yeah. Um, time is relative, and also you know discuss you know a mutual mutually agreed upon topic so it kind of balances between you know things we are into personally and then um stuff we are into together and also like um questions from our audience post on our twitter yeah exactly or to put it more succinctly it's a show where we talk about things yeah definitely (laughs) talk when we talk about all kinds of things. So I have an important question for each of you. What is that? Listen in. What you been into lately? Oh gosh. Do you mind if I take this, Charlie? You can go ahead. Alright. Give me time to think. So uh Final Fantasy fourteen had their fan fest recently, um, for the uninitiated. We're in pre-expansion hype season so um an expansion for the game final fantasy's mmorpg or multiplayer massively multiplayer online game is coming out this uh summer so kind of before the expansion comes out they do these conventions with fans and they kind of like bring them all together you know cosplayers just people who who love the game period and they reveal you know teasers about what's coming in the um in the expansion and other like general quality of life changes that we can expect to see in the game in the coming year or so um so the one in europe was held on um the second and third of february and they revealed finally officially that we are getting the viera race from final fantasy 12 and other ivalis games the bunny race yes yeah tell me about these bunnies so okay so think like tolkien elves you know, they like live in the woods. They're a little bit bougie to outsiders, but they're like sexy bunny furries. So like, like Lola bunny, but like in the final fantasy style. Yes. Um, so in final fantasy 12, you have a, a team member. Her name is Fran. She's an exile because, um, from her colony. And pretty much, um, once you've left, 
your uh left the forest the woods um you kind of lose your connection with the woods and the rest of the the crew that you you previously lived with um and in previous Ivalis games we've only interacted with female vera because um female and male veras live in separate colonies so f- currently for Final Fantasy XIV, all that's been been, real- been revealed is we are getting female Vieras. So there's a little bit of backlash about that because some people really want, um, you know, to be able to see male Vieras in represented in like a canonical Final Fantasy game. But also like in previous games, we haven't really seen them before. So this is kind of an unprecedented change to something that's been already established. So it's kind of like those two you know camps going back and forth and back and forth and i'm just kind of excited to like want to play the game again because um you know Viera are great they're like tall kind of like the existing elves that we have in the game um but you know they have like gorgeous like very high quality like hair models for your avatar and then like their facial features are a little bit more on like the broader side so like broader noses and like bigger fuller lips which kind of set them apart from current uh player races that we can choose from in the game so that's been pretty exciting also we're getting gun blades i don't know if y'all saw that like from oh god what game was it from the fantasy eight yeah yeah eight yeah, literally one of the pre-order bonuses is Squall's default uh gun blade. Nice. And uh, we already we already have his costume, so you can like literally do the whole the whole look. And I wanna say uh firmly in the camp of pro bunny boys, I think they should exist. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely in camp give us bunny boys, um, as well. I can kind of under- understand where Square Enix would come from if they decide not to, because this game is pretty much a big theme park of other Final Fantasy stuff kind of glued together with its own original content. Um, but at the same time, um, in other, in the uh, previous Final Fantasy MMO, Final Fantasy XI, had um gender locked player races and people didn't like that and that was something that they brought into the 1.0 version of final fantasy 14 and then when they rebooted it with a realm reborn they got rid of that and finally gave us cat boys and rogan and girls so it's like there's a precedent for removing gender locks in the established you know realm of this world give us damn bunny boys you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but- there's one more fan fest in late March, so they could be saving it as a big reveal then. And also, um, we're probably getting one more job, and I'm really hoping for a dancer. Uh, now, you called it an amusement park of Final Fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still no Golden Saucer thing, is there? No, there literally is Gold Saucer. Oh, okay. I it thought plays I like, saw people. It plays the music from Seven and everything. Okay. Yeah, so I saw some people talking about like, "Oh no, let me do it, you cowards!" So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's new Final Fantasy fourteen stuff is actually making me care about the game again, and we'll probably continue to be hype about it until uh, it comes out in June <laughs> or July. What are the two? All right, I vamped. Uh, Charlie, do you have a do you have a thing you've been into lately? Um, well, I've been playing a lot of 
Sims 4 lately, which anyone who's on my Discord can see. I recent I started playing it just because I wanted to go back to The Sims, because I really like designing characters, and that's fun. Mm -hmm. And how I saw, I started to mod it mainly because I was playing a, uh, a Sim where I was like, I'm just gonna have him sleep around at first, and then eventually I'll just pick one of the people for him to date and then marry. But then two of the people I was I just got really attached to. I was mm. like, how am I supposed to choose? So I I went on Google and be like, is there a way I can date multiple Sims without the other Sim getting really mad? And I ended up finding the NC Command Center, which has a bunch of mods. So now I'm just going mod crazy with modding the game. It's a lot of fun. It adds a lot of like extra stuff into the game. It took me a while to figure out what I was doing wrong because mm. I first tried to mod it. Nothing happened, and I was like, "Well, that didn't work." <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I've been. I like to make uh, not just my original characters, but sometimes I import like characters from other stories into the game. Mm. I started playing uh, a specific world, and I'm not gonna say what it is because I'm too embarrassed. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, my little sister has been into Sims since Sims 1. Um, so I've kind of been like around the periphery of her, like being really into it and like buying the expansions that she was like, no, this is worth it. And like, um, you know, getting her like hot takes about like Sims 4 in particular. And, you know, now that she's grown up and married and her hubby has a nice computer she's able to like get into it again and um, modding has always been such an interesting part of the sims community because i feel like maxis does a really good job of giving you a framework for a game and then fans kind of go yes thank you we can do this better let us yeah. let us handle this you know with like character models furniture furniture textures you know things like that yeah, one of the biggest mods I added, not like big as in like it was a lot, but I have a height slider now because I wasn't really sure why there wasn't one to begin with. It didn't let you change like every aspect of your sim's body. Why can't you also adjust the height? I mean, mm. it's a little weird because when sims try and kiss, they try and go for where they think the mouth is, and usually sims are the same height, so their faces are at the same place, so they end up, like, making out people's chests a lot, which mm. seems really short. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. How about you, Cassidy? What have you been into lately? I've been playing too much Picross, I think, is the problem. That sounds like I've I've always wanted to get into Picross, but like there are just so many like different branded ones, you know, like Pokemon Picross, you know, like I think there's like a Final Fantasy one or like just general like Square Enix brand, and I never know which one I want to do, and then I just don't do it. I'm okay. gonna be honest, I don't really know what Picross is. Okay, so let me explain what Picross is first, and then I'll give you some give everyone some recommendations on which Picross uh, experiences to deal with. Okay. Um, Picross is a puzzle 
game in which you have a grid of squares. Um, not a grid of hexagons, not a grid of triangles, a grid of squares. Um, and you have numbers at the edges of these squares that sort of dictate how many, like, it'll say 11 and then 2. And that 11 is, there's going to be 11 blocks that are filled in in succession, and then at least one blank space, and then two more that are filled in in succession, and so on. Um, and you have those sort of numbers for every single row and every single column. And based on how they line up, you can sort of, and how many squares there are in total on a given row or column, you can start whittling away at which squares get colored. And in most Picross games, that'll give you a picture at the end. Um, mm-hmm. There are some, like, if you go to nonograms.com or something, don't actually go to that website because I don't think that's the right one. Um, but there's something similar to that. Um, where it just is the puzzles that are randomly generated and they don't really give you a picture, but it's definitely better when you get a picture out of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. And the one that I've been playing probably the most of is it's Konami's Pixel Puzzle Collection. Mm. Uh, it is a free application on iOS and Android. And like there are some ads, but it's like, just for Konami and other Konami mobile games, and most of the time they only show up whenever you go back to the home screen. Um, and you just exit out of them. There's no, like, wait 30 seconds for this ad to end. There's no energy system. There's nothing. Mm. And I have been playing this for so long, and I think I just hit 73% completion. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, I think it's... 500 puzzles total? Uh Uh-huh. Maybe more. I think they added more, so it goes over 100%. I'm not sure. Uh, But it's a lot, and it's fun. And not only have I been playing that one, um, I also have on my Switch, sometimes I'll open it up and be like, okay, I'm going to go play some Monster Hunter. And then instead of the Monster Hunter button, I hit the Picross S button. (laughs) Um, And then I play some more Picross. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like having the same-ish game on multiple platforms is is extremely valid. I own three cartridges of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, and we also have it on the Wii U digitally. So I I completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, Um, and like the the difference there is that for one, like the Konami puzzle collection, uh, all, all of the puzzles are based on Konami properties, which has led me to discover some interesting ones. Like, there's an entire category dedicated to schoolgirls. Oh. Hmm. Um, and other various, like, dating sims that fall in that er- category. Um, there's a Castlevania one, obviously. There's one fully dedicated to Parodius, which is their Gradius parody series. Hmm. Okay. There's also a Gradius category, so. <laughs> they have both. Yeah. What more could you ask? And it also has some features like when you fill out a line, whether or not it's correct, but if you've met all of the conditions for that line to have been cleared, um, it'll auto-fill in the rest with the X's that mark out those lines as being done. Um, Picross S does not do that, and I kind of wish it did, just because it saves me the time of going back and marking which ones cannot be filled as a result. Mm, gotcha. Um, yeah. But Picross S does also have Mega Picross, which is like 
Picross, but more difficult in the sense that there are these mega blocks, not like the Lego, but bigger, but mm. <laughs> like, um, for example, there would be two columns that are next to each other. You'll have a nine on one, a two on the other, and then there's a box that says five on it that crosses both of them. That means um, there's going to be a total of five blocks filled across those two that are touching each other. It does have to cross both. It can't just be five blocks in a row on one side. It has to be like three and two or four and one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which definitely increases the difficulty because you have to learn new tricks for marking out which boxes can't be filled and stuff like that. But yeah, for a second, I thought you were going to say it's Picross in three dimensions. And I was no, like, that would oh, be Picross no. 3D for the Nintendo oh. 3DS. Okay, good. I, I, I was <laughs> not that I would want to play that, but that sounds like. That was like the next logical progression that my brain went. It was like, oh, it's Mega Picross that it, they're going into the next dimension. Yeah, no, Picross 3D um, and Picross 3D 2 for the Nintendo 3DS. I have not played either of them. Uh, but from my understanding, it is basically you have a big cube and you, and instead of filling out blocks to fill in the puzzle, you are chipping away at the different edges. That's wild. Like, absolutely wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's also, um, I think, Picross 3D and Picross 3D2 had user-generated puzzles. Mm, nice. Oh. Um, there are other Picross games that have things like color Picross, which most Picross is in black and white, and when you finish, the picture comes to life in color or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, color Picross has you switch between colors for filling out blocks. So it'll be like, this row has one blue, one yellow. Yeah. Okay. Which does make it a little bit more difficult because there's not like a guaranteed stop in between every color. Yeah. Yeah. But it's such like a very simple thing to the point where if I pull out my phone and I open up that app, it's like, it's like if you just had a bag of chips next to you and you're Mm -hmm. like, I should stop eating this. And then you eat like four more handfuls of chips. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I always eat chips. <laughs> that's me with Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. My boyfriend started playing it before Christmas, and like uh, it's it's Square Enix, one of Square Enix's three or four gotcha titles on iOS and like Android and all of them. But this one has the least amount of money investment you need to put into it is the the cool part about it so like you can do things in game to generate the like premium currency and even if you play that way like you can still get a lot of like the nice units and it's just like it's really easy to be like okay i'm gonna do my these five fights and then i'm gonna i have another five fights that i need to or i I want to do and then i'm good and then like i always find something else to do in that dumb game and then i get a ticket to draw a new unit and then i get a five-star unit and i'm like this is so great (laughs) it's it's bad i I, should not have started playing gotcha games but out of all the gotcha games to get into a square enix brand one would be the one i would get into yeah, I've seen a lot of or a few of the character designs from that, and it looks really interesting. Um, yeah. I've yeah. also been looking for a gotcha game to play. The gotcha game that I've been playing lately, I haven't played it 
in a while, even though I know that they're still coming out with like new characters for it. It's food fantasy. Mm. All the characters are like based off foods. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I tried to get into uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key, and like I, I could not even begin to care about that game. <laughs> I tried to play it too, but... I don't mind it. It's sort of like Chain of Memories light, and I like Chain of Memories, especially the 2D version of it, because that's just the better way to play it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But it doesn't... It's too gacha gamey to me. Like, there's like mm. a fine line I need to feel on gacha games where I'm not just constantly destroying things and making my other one, the ones that I like stronger. Yeah, that's what I like about yeah. XVS is, um, you have like dedicated units that are not like things you bring into battle. They're like, they only exist to power up your other units. And like, so there's, there's a little less of like, well, I need to, you know, smash these five critters together to get something stronger. It's like, no, these things have no use other than to feed EXP to your units. You don't need to keep them around unless you want to power something up. Well, uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, mobile game has those as well like huey the all of the huey dewey and louie tokens are just for you grind them up and you feed them to everyone else Mm-hmm. yeah xvs has cactars i don't want to hurt the cactar <laughs> they they really need to come out with like a, a playable cactar i want more monster characters not just like demon versions of existing characters uh, that cactar that had a mustache—that's the one you get to play as. Uh, that's the—that is the fantasy, but not the grand blue fantasy. <laughs> yeah, that's a game I hear a lot about, but I've never played. That one, I feel like, is a game who will eat all of your money. Yeah, mm. definitely. <sighs> I was gonna say they should make a Pokemon Gotcha game, but then I remembered that Pokemon Quest existed. Uh huh, and I got a little upset again. <laughs> oh no! Just because well, like it's almost Pokemon Rumble for your phone, which I wish existed. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's like if Pokemon Rumble was an RTS that you didn't get to have any control over most of the time. Mmm, <laughs> that's not fun. <laughs> like yeah. you can hit the buttons to make your moves happen, but mm-hmm. that's about it. Well, you know what is fun? Our topic this week. Yeah. Yes. So this period of time, uh, we are talking about podcasts, just in general. We're, we're starting off strong with a meta episode of our talk show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, who has any opening thoughts on podcasts as a whole? Podcasts are good. Podcasts good. Mm. Podcast very good. <laughs> what if podcast good? <laughs> like I like I think one of my favorite things about podcasting is the the barrier of entry is relatively low and I feel like it's a avenue for people who don't necessarily get to be included in certain spaces to make their own space on the internet um whether it's like tabletop gaming 
or whether it's, you know, discussion podcasts, recap podcasts, you know, nonfiction podcasts, like it's an opportunity for, you know, queer folks or, you know, people of color to come together and have discussions and put it out for people who don't necessarily have that kind of perspective to hear these people talk about it. I think it's the section of podcasting that I, I really like. And that to me is like, what is good about podcasting? Yeah, I definitely feel the same. I feel it's not, the bar isn't as high to get into as with others. And it opens up the floor to a lot of different people who might not get the chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, they're also a lot, I find them a lot easier to listen to than like the same 10 songs that play on the radio at any given time mm-hmm. and stuff yeah like it's that. like it's like people and when you listen to them you know they're great for all sorts of different you know times and places like i'm i am camp i listen to podcasts at work because i just have like a i have a a desk job that allows us to listen to stuff at work and i can just you know load up a queue have that going for the whole day and then just like you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like that one meme where it's like, you know, the, the picture, the people in the pictures all laughing and like the person in meat space, like laughing with them. It's like, yes. you, you're kind of like, you're, you're sitting with friends, not really, but like, you know, you're sitting with like acquaintances and it's like having company while you're doing this kind of mundane task for eight hours. Yeah. I didn't feel the same way. I started listening to podcasts because it was something to keep my mind busy while I work because my job is very physical, so I don't have a lot to think about, and sometimes my mind just, like, wanders. So it's nice to have something to focus to, like, to listen to while I'm working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm also so I'm not supposed to listen to stuff when I'm working. Don't tell anyone, except for the people who are listening to this. <laughs> I can't do all. Hey, audience, yeah. be cool. Yeah, just chill for a second. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts just all the time, but doubly so when I'm working because my job is just driving for several hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've gotten to the point where whenever I'm in a vehicle, I am—I don't know what radio stations even exist around here, and I barely knew what radio stations were. Where I what they were where I used to be because. I just had my phone hooked up and I would play podcasts and I've been doing that for the past five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess and you listen to them when I walk. Sorry. Yeah, no, like that's exactly it. It's just I don't I don't know how to say it. Like it's I was always sort of like weird when it comes to music. Like there are a lot of things that I do enjoy. I'm just bad at finding new stuff, so it gets sort of monotonous. Mm-hmm. Podcast. There's something new every week. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 curated. So you subscribe on iTunes or whatever whatever platform you you so choose, and it's like you always have something new to listen to. And it for some people it is more engaging. Like spoken word is more mentally engaging than music, and so it keeps it helps you you know focus in on the task you're doing or what have you. If you know your brain is a little bit engaged in what you're listening to, but you can still like you know work files or stock shelves, what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that also brings me into, so now I want to say, that there's just a lot of podcasts out there. Whether mm-hmm. it's something you're trying to, like, get back into, or something you're interested in, 
Uh, some of the podcasts I've been listening to are stuff I really didn't have an interest in before I started listening to it. And but when I did, I started getting more into the topic. And it's just really nice to just be able to have all these, like, stories or topics to just listen to and learn more about or just re-engage with. Yeah, especially if it's, like, something you've fallen off the boat with, you know, they've come out with more seasons and you just haven't, like, caught up in a little bit. Or, you know, it's, you know, original content that people are, you know, role-playing on the go. Like, it's, there's just so much out there. And a lot of it's, you know, very well done, well put together, thought out, you know, content. Yeah. Um, For example... Uh, just like some of the stuff we're talking about is like one of the first podcasts I listened to um, back in like 2012 um, was just like a someone had uploaded um, the like a podcast feed from like the something awful forums um, of a a D and D let's play and they were like mm-hmm. one of the first peoples to do it I believe yeah. I I like to think that way anyways. I don't actually know for sure, but it was 2012. It feels about right. It was the first for you, at least. Yeah, it was definitely the first one I had ever listened to. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I was so... I wanted to play an RPG so badly, and I had... I lived in a small town in the middle of basically nowhere, where it took me 20 minutes just to get from my house to town. Mm Mm-hmm. And I listened to some episodes of that, like, so many times because I was also working, like, a monotonous job. And that was the only podcast I had listened to at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were episodes of that, like, I had on repeat, like, four or five times in a day. Cut to now, and I'm still, I'm listening to basically the successor of that podcast with all of the same people and more. Uh, and it's still good, <laughs> is the thing. Yeah, and I mutuals is one of the people on Twitter, and like, it's a good, it's a good podcast. What's the podcast called? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to stick to the outline. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I didn't know that was the one you were going to play later. <laughs> I, I always, um. I always told myself I wouldn't be like a podcast person. Like I, for the longest time, I was just like, podcasts are not my thing. Um, my dad really liked a lot of the NPR podcasts and like This American Life and Radio Lab and TED Talks and whatnot. And like for for the longest time, that's like what was out there on like you know on iTunes before they became Apple Podcasts was just you know those kind of like public broadcasting and like they were interesting programs but they just weren't for me and it wasn't until um shannon was on pokemon world tour where i was like oh people are playing a pokemon game for a podcast that's wild and you know she was posting it on her tumblr and we were mutuals back on tumblr so like i was like hell yeah listen to that and then then like all of this happened and i met y'all and like everything changed and was like oh yeah podcast is something i can do and it is something that i can be into yeah like i think aside from that one podcast that i was listening to just a lot of i didn't like get super into podcasts until like 2014 i don't know what clicked but like 
I think it was I found Sailor Business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by way of editor Jake Mason, I found like 18 other podcasts. <laughs> 12 of which he makes. <laughs> yeah. And then it was just like, well, let me just find more podcasts. I wonder if there's a podcast about this. And sometimes there isn't. And you get a little upset because like, man, yeah. I kind of wanted to f- listen to something about this. Yeah. Looking at you, no one that talks about X-Wing, the miniatures game. <laughs> Looking at you, nobody who plays Starfinder with a diverse cast for an actual play RPG. You know, I tried to look up to see if there was an Inuyasha podcast, and there isn't, and there should be. Ugh, for shame, all of these lack lack of podcasts. Yeah. You know, my first podcast actually was probably a lot of people's first podcast. Especially if you want to jump around to time. Because I was one of those people who weren't really listening to podcasts. And then I saw people talking about Welcome to Night now. And I'm like, that looks interesting. Aww. So I guess I'll start listening to it too. And that's really where I started. I listen to a, a lot of uh, narrative-based podcasts where they're telling a story. Like, we're alive and the Leviathan Chronicles. Which mm-hmm. I'm really sad. never finished. They got so close to finishing. And it just never did. And I don't know. I don't care how long it will be. I'm always going to be sad about that deep down in my heart. And I just really liked it. And it just never got to finish. Oh, no. Ugh, that's Aww. unfortunate. If you may go to Biden Chronicles and you're out there, just know. There's still one person waiting. I don't know if you'll listen to this podcast. <laughs> but if you do. <laughs> Charlie will keep that candle lit. Yes, yes, you will You will stand on that cliffside waiting for your podcast husband to come back from the war. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, podcast good. Podcast good. Podcast good. Podcast good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all right. I think we had some listener questions from our Twitter. We sure do. I guess technically it's from your Twitter account. Yes, but... it's my Twitter account because I stealth asked these questions. Yes. Yes. I don't we know tried to do why I decided to do it stealthily, but... <laughs> you know, I figured, I, you know what? I think I got more responses this way than if I had done it otherwise. Fair. <laughs> I mean, just based on previous experience. Um, let's see here. Janine for Hire at the Rummy J uh, asks, "What were your first experiences starting a podcast?" So I've guested on three podcasts now. So, um, is it just three? I've done WTF Anime. I've done. Christina's show, which is home for Wayward OCs, and I've done Kids and Their Dogs. Dog. Multiple Scooby Doos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can say dogs for a whole three movies, I think. That's true, yes. There's only one dog in my movie, though. Yes. But, uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think it's just three so far, and then, so, and then this. So, this is like my first experience with starting a podcast. Hmm. Uh, Charlie, do you have an answer? Um, 
My first experience with starting a podcast was back last year when I was making, uh, oh God, what was the name of my podcast? Oh, yeah. Let Me Info Dump, which was a good idea in practice. It didn't really pan out the way I wanted it to, but it was a lot of fun being able to just talk into a microphone for like 30 minutes to an hour about the things I really loved. And I get to do that here, so, yes. you know. <laughs> yeah, Let Me Info Dump was definitely, like, a major inspiration for this show right now. But also a year ago is when I started my first podcast, Kids and Their Dog. Uh, my ex- whole experience with that was thinking about starting a podcast for three years and then narrowing it down from something incredibly broad with way too many updates to something a little bit more specific. And then finally, just after months of having it on the back burner saying, you know what, let's just pull the trigger. And I'm glad you did. I am yeah, always too. really excited when kids and their dog updates. I'm really excited to be on it again. Same. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I almost did start in Inuasha. We watched podcasts, but the friend I was going to do it with wasn't able to anymore. So like, I'm not going to do it by myself. Mm. Oh, we didn't talk about dream podcasts. So we want to do that here because that's sort of like part of the experience of starting your first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mine's real easy. Well, I guess the subject is real easy. I just, I want to do a podcast where I tell friends or a friend about the plot lines of the Final Fantasy MMOs. Because I think they have some interesting writing, and it kind of stinks that it is kind of in an inaccessible format that not a lot of people will ever get to experience, because people validly don't like MMOs. They're stressful, and there's always the potential to be harassed by strangers, and you have to play with strangers and like find friends, and that is overwhelming. But these games are narrative like based and they like force you to do the story or else you don't get to do content and i i think that i i wish more rpg fans got to experience these stories um particularly i would want to start with final fantasy 11 because in the mo in the last expansion um they got like really big and weird and cosmic with it and i love that kind of bullshit it does sound pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead and say this for you, and then maybe anyone else there who's listening. Uh, if you want to just do a podcast where you tell someone the lore of something that they don't really have much experience with, I am 100% here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also, it would be a lot of work on me. Absolutely. like It's understandable. And, and I would yeah. probably be wanting to replay the game too, and I have so many games on my plate right now i cannot afford to start a new mmo (laughs) yeah mmos Uh, are tricky because i think i've fallen off almost every single mmo i've tried to play yeah and i 11 11 has a really special place in my heart and they've made a lot more solo friendly these days but it is definitely in the everquest one like school of thought for a lot of things so if you don't have friends in that game you are not doing a lot of things mm-hmm. mm. yeah that's that's my dream podcast i definitely think my dream podcast uh 
I really like the idea of going into like games, whether like they're RPGs or they're dating sims, because I really like dating sims games. So it would be a game that just just solely talks about the romance systems in games and like how they compare, like what kind of game is it? Who can you romance? Is the romance hard? Like, is the way you can like you know with someone like easy or simple? Do you have to have a strategy guide if you want to? actually get with someone, or is it more straightforward? Can you accidentally romance someone by accident? Like, Mass Effect 1, where people catch accidentally dating Clayton, or Ashley, or they are, when they didn't want to. Or or do you have to mod the game to make all the NPCs bisexual? Yeah. Is there a good variety of options, like, there... Depending on if, like, the game is, like, solely meant for, like, if it's like a Yuri or a Yaoi game, but like outside of that, it, is there a fair balance of like options for you? Can you be gay? That's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. So just be going in depth into like the learning system is, is it good? Like nothing, nothing else about the game will be touched on just the learning system. And then I would call it love core gaming. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Very radical. I love That's it. That's awesome. But it require a lot of research into each game as it's as it's discussed. So it would take a lot of like work. Mm-hmm. I would definitely listen to that, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. What about you, Cassidy? What is your dream podcast? So before I get into my dream podcast, I'll talk about what like the predecessor predecessor to what kids and their dog became was i think i still have some of the files here on my desktop yeah so i never nailed down a name for it i just wrote down like cartoon blast zone Mm. (laughs) because i wanted it to have that sort of vibe Mm -hmm. um and it would just be just like watching a few episodes of a cartoon um, a different cartoon, like probably. I think a re- the original idea was weekly, but now that I have done some podcasts, I'm like, mm, I'm not sure I could ever be like the main person behind a weekly show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's one exception, and that's because I'm not editing it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, there was stuff like, ah, we're gonna do a month on mystery solving teens that aren't Scooby Doo. Or mm. marketing tie-in uh, shows like Transformers or He-Man or like those Hot Wheels cartoons that existed. There were Hot Wheels cartoons. There were heart. There were Hot Wheels movies based on Hot Wheels cartoons. What? I feel like I have vague memories of those because I used to really like Hot Wheels. They were <laughs> like the predecessor to um, Speed Racer: The Next Generation. In a sense, like, you know how, I'm not sure if anyone here has watched Speed Racer The Next Generation, but in Speed Racers The Next Generation, they had a machine that would basically digitize the cars and send them onto a virtual course based on, like, a different environment every week or so. Hmm. It's basically what I wanted Star Wars Resistance to be, just a bunch of racing every week. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Star Wars Resistance is not that. I feel Uh, like... I've seen this before, but I'm not sure. Yeah, this is all new, all new to me. 
but yeah, stuff like that. Um, and I said this on um, Janine's podcast, Down to Friend. Like one of the co-hosts for that show was Lava, so like a lot of that stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even have written down for a single month was Scoobert Dubert. Naturally. Actually, one of my dream podcasts is going to become a reality, so stay tuned, because only one other person here knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm completely in, in the dark, and I'm excited for whatever this is. Maybe we'll plug it at the end, because I don't know when this will come out. That's true. We can do that. And then if it comes out early, then it's still like a cool surprise. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a synergistic integration or something. Ah, so my dream dream podcast though is an actual play podcast. I know there's a lot of them, but hear me out. It's the worldwide wrestling RPG, and uh, the whole thing is presented as like the na- just not as like an actual play, and but as the um the narrative events of a wrestling show um Mm -hmm. with some behind the scenes stuff of the actors who play the wrestlers or but not the players who play the actors who play the wrestlers yeah there's like a tiered level of being in character (laughs) yeah um and then if i got the full dream level of not just having the podcast exist, but having the podcast exist in its most perfect form, I would have enough people to do multiple federations within the same league. <laughs> Every time you've described it to me, it it just it sounds so cool, and I wish I knew more about wrestling because, like, I I know a lot of the words you are saying, and I'm like starting to pick up on like the mechanics of or of the organization of wrestling but it still like is so foreign to me and i just it sounds so interesting yeah i'm right there with uh crash because i also don't know a lot about wrestling but it does sound really cool that's also part of why i want to make this show is because there are plenty of people i know and that i've talked to who don't know much about wrestling but are sort of vaguely interested in it Mm -hmm. and this would be a easier way to get someone into it than trying to tell them to either watch a Japanese federation, find a local indie federation, or watch the world's biggest corporation of wrestling, um, but it's also incredibly problematic and full of terrible people. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That said, I still do watch that last one. <laughs> because I mean, it's, but the it's most also easily consumed. Yeah, it's it's accessible and semi-consistent right maybe yeah um like even to the point where my idea for this dream podcast is literally like early 2000s wwe where they had their two brand shows which they still have smackdown and raw Mm. and now they've rebranded smackdown to be smackdown live which i don't understand from what i've heard about people because a lot of podcasts i listen to People also like wrestling. So from what I've heard about wrestling, a lot of people like wrestling, but they don't like watching wrestling because of all the problems. So you're definitely in the same camp as a lot of people. Yeah. Um, A lot of those same people watch, like, just indie shows or they watch New Japan. Uh, I don't really have access to New Japan, and 
I'd have to look at to see what indie shows even exist around here. Mm-hmm. But I figured, you know, that would be something that would be, one, really fun, because even people who aren't super, like, wise about wrestling could even participate in the show as characters, because here's a, here's a little, you know, inside information. Wrestling is just LARPing. <laughs> it's, it's it's muscle larping not even just for like jocks though is the thing <laughs> so many of people on the wwe roster are just huge nerds yeah isn't like ember moon like playing a D character at this point like her own D character uh, xavier woods and several of the other people who have just talked to like giant bomb have talked about just running D games mm. for the roster and stuff like that that's yeah, great. they're constantly talking about which video games they're playing. I think Big Show is really into Destiny. Nice. Just imagine you're playing Destiny and you get killed by someone who's a well-known wrestler. That'd be wild. And you would never know because their name is like. I think Destiny's naming system is you come up with like a family name for all your characters and then you like number them, so they'd be like Muffin Eight. I haven't played Destiny forever, so. I got it for free because I was subscribed to. I got Destiny 2 for free because I was subscribed to World of Warcraft before Bungie split from Activision. Yeah, I. Destiny is one of those things where I thought about playing and I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. Maybe not. I I played a lot because my ex played it, and then when we split, I just kind of stopped playing. Destiny is also one of those games that is on several platforms, but they keep all of the platforms separately. So if you want to play with all your friends, everybody needs to play on the PS4 or PC or Xbox. You cannot yeah. like cross-play. Xbox Live coming to Nintendo Switch. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a real statement. That's not it is, made up. I, I <laughs> thought it was, uh, when I saw that earlier today, I thought that was like a hard... What's the um the onion but for video games? Is that hard times? I think it's hard times. Yeah, I, I thought it was like an onion esque post, but I was like, no, that's like from Kotaku or like a real source. What is this? Yeah, I was like, is this click hole? Is this a click hole thing? Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Also, this is only tangentially related, but the thinking of making the PS5 backwards compatible for all the previous seasons system so ps1 to ps4 which i really really want to happen i have a lot of ps2 games i want to replay that i can't right like i still have my ps3 but my ps3 can't play ps2 games but it can play ps1 games i've like i have a gap in my repertoire of playstation games i can play (sighs) it's weird uh let's take another listener question let's see what kind Corax at Zigzagoon, but the first Z instead of a Z is an X? Ah, Zigzagoon's nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> what kind of setup would you suggest for a first time podcaster? Things like mics and editing software when you're just trying it out and aren't sure about a bigger investment? Um, my advice would be. Start with Audacity for uh, editing slash recording. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Audacity's free. 
cannot get better than free. Microphones, I don't know what to suggest because I jumped into a $100 microphone first. <laughs> I jumped into like a $40 microphone. I have the uh, Blue Snowball, I think mm. is what they call it. Yeah, that's the... I jumped into the least expensive of this because uh, when I decided to start podcasting, you know, back when I was going to guest on, uh, what is her name? It also starts with a C. Christina. Christina, yes. When I was gonna, sorry, I don't know where my line is. Uh, when I was going to guest on her podcast, I was like, I need a microphone. So I searched up cheap, good microphones, and I saw a few videos about the one I'm using now, which is Beefline Technology, which was like $30. Editor's note, um, Charlie did mention their microphone here. That's not the microphone you're hearing in this recording, if you can't tell. It's kind of, the quality is obviously a little shaky. Um, that's because I believe it recorded on the wrong microphone for them as well. The Audacity Phantom is jumping podcast and is haunting everything I've been working on. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I sprung for a, a blue yeti because Amazon had them for like seventy bucks when they're like usually like ninety nine, mm-hmm. um, and like recommend it was recommended by like uh, an acquaintance and fo- or like it was like five people posted about that day. It was like the Amazon deal of the day, and I was like, I have I have the cash. And I'm, I want to guest on more podcasts. I want to guest on podcast period because I had not done it at that point. So I was like, I'll make this investment now. Let's see if I actually use this. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go even cheaper than that, to be honest. I think Lava started our podcast with just like a pair of Apple headphones that have the microphone built into them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Upgraded to a $20 headset. And like, there is like some audio issues with it, like where, I I do just throw an equalizer into it and try to even it out to reduce some tinniness, but it's listenable. It's really, it's a simple fix. Yeah, yeah. A lot of gaming head headsets are pretty decent to start with. Um, if you just want to give it a try, um, as the main thing you want to look for is like you know, something in your price range and something that will get you heard, you know, and it's something that is kind of clear and you'll be surprised what like especially you know people who are listening to stuff in their cars like there's only a certain amount of um stuff your audience is going to hear even if you can hear it in the playback um so you know don't be don't be afraid if you're if you're thinking about it you know make make the small investment and do it uh one program that i was using back when i was making my own Podcast, which I thought was really good, it's called Lever, uh, Leverator, which where you put your uh, audio into there and it'll level out the like levels for you. I'm not describing it well, but it's really good. Like it'll help make it sound a lot better, and it does it like for you. So mm. if you don't have like a good knowledge of like how to make your audio sound like more even, like it helps like. Make it sound like the sound more consistent. Mm-hmm. And if you can't like really figure that out yourself, this is a good program. And it's free. So instead of something I would suggest if you need it. 
Also, if you're not on PC, um, I heard GarageBand, just like default GarageBand for Mac, is robust enough to do exactly everything you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say, you know, look at Audacity and GarageBand, uh, maybe look at Leverator if you need help with level stuff, depending on the microphone you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I'll say about my microphone, the $40, and it, it's probably how much I paid for it. It may between that and for 60, 40 to 60 for this microphone. Um, I don't have to, I don't do anything to it. I just do, um, noise canceling and that's really it. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty pleased with my audio. Anytime I listen to like playbacks of whenever I guest on shows. I don't really listen to episodes that have me on them because I don't like hearing the sound of my own voice, but I usually sound good. It's been an exercise of self-love and, like, trying to unlearn negative thought patterns for me to listen to episodes that I guessed on and then making myself, like, making myself listen to it and then realizing I I sound good and I like the way my voice sounds these days. And that's, like, helpful for me and, like, dysphoria stuff. Mm-hmm. Corex also asks... Where do you suggest hosting your podcast when first starting? So I'm sure everybody has like a really easy solution for this. My solution is free and I haven't had any, I don't see any downsides to it happening in the future, Uh, but it is complicated. So does anyone have a simpler solution before I get into this process? I have no experience with this side of podcasting. I cannot remember. Wait. The site I was using to host my uh, audio was Simplecast, which is pretty good. You know, it worked, but you do have to pay $10 a month. So, for some people, that just might not work for them if they don't want to pay. Okay, so here is my free solution. What I do is I have a Dropbox account for the podcast, and I put the episodes there. Uh, And then I create a share link, and then you take that link and you change it from dropbox.com slash s slash whatever to dl.dropboxusercontent.com slash s slash whatever. Um, and then I take that and I drop it into a WordPress blog post with uh, all of the text for everything that you know you want in your description. And there's a setting in WordPress on like the blog settings that you can have a category designated as a podcast feed. Uh, you just click that, choose the name, choose the category you want to be that tag, and then whenever you post a podcast, just tag it with that. And your RSS feeds in your settings, you just take that RSS feed, feed it to Apple, Google, wherever. But yeah, that's the process for me. I've been doing that for kids and their dog for the past year, and I'm going to be doing it for this show. And it's free. Nice. Until you use up your terabyte of space on Dropbox. (laughs) Should I use Cassidy's method? Because mine costs money. And if you do things for free, you should. Yeah, that said, (laughs) there are definitely, like, other ways to do it for free. I'm pretty sure everyone else has their own website. Uh, Some people used to do it through SoundCloud. I'm not sure if SoundCloud's still an option anymore for that, though. I would not suggest getting into SoundCloud because it is 
threatening to go away at like any minute. Okay, so probably not SoundCloud then. Yeah. Um, I tried Podbean at first, but they were also a situation where you have a very limited space uh, before you have to start paying. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's what I, that's what I suggest. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and finally, our last two questions are pretty much similar, so I'll read them both now. Uh, Jackie Moreau at Queen of RPGs and Tanner last name at Sparky Upstart. <laughs> Sorry, Tanner. This is the third show that I've done this on. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jackie asks what's your editing process and Tanner asks how long does it normally take you to edit an episode and do you have any tips or tricks the only amount of editing I've ever done is I've done noise cancelling it took me like 30 minutes to figure out how to do it but once I know I learned how to do it it's it's relatively quick it's like you select something you do control A and then you do the thing and it's I, I have not put together a podcast yet, so I will defer to these two. When I edited my podcast, it was pretty simple. I'm sure as the further I went, I would have picked up more like tips and tricks when I was making it. Moderator was really good to use, but you should do that like once you uh, finish editing the audio. A lot of editing was me just cutting out all the gas I take because. I pause a lot when I talk, so I would spend, like, the first, like, 30 minutes just going through it, just cutting out all the spaces between my words. My editing process is, it starts really simple, you know, um, I just bring in the audio tracks. I, I, this is a trick I picked up from Jake Mason, because he tweeted about it once. I noise cancel from both ends of the audio. I take a clip from the beginning, I take a clip from the end. And do the noise cancellation twice, once for each. Um, you know, you want to... I think he recommended like a 15 second. I usually just use 5 to 10 seconds of dead air whenever I can find it. And then from there, I would say... Don't go into the, the sub-second when you're making your cuts. Um, I did that for the first few episodes of Kids and Their Dog. And it made the editing process so much longer than it needed to be. Mm, sounds like it. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, or Crash, you actually sent me this uh, message, uh, what James D'Amato once said about how he edits, mm-hmm. which is where he just puts it on in the background and just keeps note of things uh, while doing something else and takes notes of things that he would notice and then cut. Yeah, that's going oh. back to like, um, you know, your audience is most likely going to be multitasking when they're listening to your show. So you should multitask and then see what is like glaringly wrong, write down a timestamp and then go back to it. I am not at that point yet. And I think like, obviously you're not going to be doing that on your first episode or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. It takes some time for you to get used to the audio editing process. And like I said, even a year in now, I still just, focus on doing audio editing whenever i'm audio editing but don't feel like you need to cut out every space because there are silences in when people talk because that is how they speak and by cutting out some of those silences you're sort of ruining the flow of conversation in a way yeah it was a lot easier for me because i was the only person there 
so I didn't have to worry about other people. Mm-hmm. So if you're making a podcast by yourself, the editing process will be a lot simpler because you don't have to worry about, you know, matching, uh, lining up with all the audio and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. If you are working with multiple audio tracks, make sure when you do a cut, you do a cut across all three tracks. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> this is the fastest way to unsync your podcast. <laughs> yeah. One thing I'll also say, because I've noticed this a problem, even with people who edit all the time, like for a living, especially when it comes to podcasts, is sometimes you'll have like an extra audio track or something that gets like weirdly out of sync. Maybe just double check your audio like one last time before you call it done because nothing is like more disorienting than just having audio from either the future or the past playing for 30 seconds at a time yeah check check your work one last time before you turn it in it's like school as for how long it takes i don't know i i would say a couple hours for an episode of kids and their dog which is like a two-hour show usually depending yeah it can go it can go pretty long because you're talking about a whole movie not just a 30 minute episode of of something like our uh bonus episode that came in at about 30 45 minutes something like that Mm -hmm. uh that took me like an hour and a half maybe of actually like paying attention i don't do all of the audio editing at once i tend to do it in sort of chunks of like an hour or so at a time yeah, that's what I did too. I could probably now, doing it at that pace, probably edit an episode of regular Kids and Their Dog in like two days, tops. Maybe three. Yeah. Sometimes it takes longer because you have real life commitments, like having a job every afternoon. <laughs> yeah, you know, if, if it doesn't work for your schedule, you could always spread it out over a couple days. Yeah. Or you can do it in one sitting, whatever works for you. You will find that after you've done it a couple of times. Yeah. And um, the fun part about Audacity is um, when you save your project, next time you open it, your time like tracker is going to be at the exact same spot. So you don't have to worry about losing your place unless you moved it before you saved. <laughs> yeah. My biggest problem with Audacity was I kept hitting a button by accident. I don't know what it was that would move it back to the start. And I would have to figure out where I left off. I was not paying attention. Oh, no. (laughs) So make sure you pay attention in case you accidentally move your, uh, move it back, right back to the start. You lose where you were. Oh, and for the love of everything that matters in the world, make sure that everyone's levels are sort of in relation to each other. Because as someone who listens to podcasts in a car... Sometimes it'll be like, I'm really quiet and I'm over here for one person. And then the other person is so loud that it's blowing out my speakers. And I can't lower it because I can't hear the other person. Or I can't raise it or else I I literally will go deaf. Yeah. I've had some podcasts I listen to where the intro music is really quiet. Or it's super loud and I have to like turn it down. But then the people are also really soft and like... What am I supposed to do? Also, just general editing or general recording etiquette. Watch your levels and try not to to like blow out your audio. If you're going to be loud, move a little away from your mic. And like I said, if you have problems with the levels, 
that you don't know how to fix. Elevator is good. This is the third <laughs> time I recommended it, but it saved my life a lot when I was making my podcast. So maybe it can save yours. All right. And that brings us to our final big segment of the show. What is, like, your favorite or maybe a couple favorite podcasts that you just want to get out there and, you know, recommend to people? You want to take this one, Charlie? Yeah. Or start, at least. Yeah. Um, The one I want to recommend the most is one I've been recommending a lot lately because it's one of my favorite podcasts. Even though I haven't played all the Legend of Zelda games, and it's The Book of Majoria, which is... A podcast. It was originally two friends who were talking about the lore, and then one of the host's wives also joined in. And they just go through each of the Legend of Zelda games and talk about the lore and what's going on. And it's just a lot of fun to listen to. They always have good chemistry. That is Book of Medora podcast. <laughs> yes. Wherever podcasts can be found. <laughs> yeah. Book of Medora is a very good one. You recommended it to me, and I have listened to every single episode of it since then. Yes. I've been meaning to add more stuff to my queue, so I'll I'll have to download some some episodes of that. This is for all the fans that keep adding Keenan Smarts, asking them to talk about Final Fantasy. There is a Final Fantasy podcast out there for you. You can listen to Chasing Chocobos, which is three brothers playing through all the Final Fantasy games. They're... They just finished the third game. Yes. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's part of why I've been really wanting to go back to four. Is because I kind of want to play along. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's really easy to do with that show because like they started with five hours at a time. But once they hit three, they were like, we're going to do three hours at a time. So three <laughs> hours every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you've been looking for a Final Fantasy podcast, there's one out there. And so far, they've through the game, so. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I really now I'm like really curious. It's gonna be a while, but are they gonna skip eleven? I mm. I know they talk about it. Yeah, they, they've had they ideas about what to do with MMOs or whether or not they have to play like the side games, and I'm mm. not sure where they've fallen on any of it. Like. Technically, I don't think I think there's one of them that hasn't even beaten three yet, but they're just gonna move on because they're like, I'm kind of done with three. <laughs> that was my experience playing that game. <laughs> I got to I got to the final dungeon, which has no save points, and I was like, I am not doing like nine bosses in a row. You cannot make me, and I stopped. Uh, Charlie, do you have a third one by any chance? Yes, I'm trying to remember the name. And I also want to recommend, I just finally finished catching up. All my all my recommendations so far have been like recap podcasts, but I've been listening to a lot of them lately. And that one is You Activated My Podcast, which is a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast run by two friends. And it's about, they, during season one, they talked about season zero, and they talked about the manga. So that in there too, but they are almost done with the uh, with Duelist Kingdom. They're with on the Yu-Gi-Oh and Pegasus fight right now, and that's a lot of fun to listen to too. 
Are they talking about the four kids dub or are they talking about the Japanese dub or both? Do you know? They are talking, they're mostly talking about the four kids dub. Sometimes they talk about the differences between the dub and the original Japanese, mm-hmm. but they're, most, they're watching the dubbed version of it. Okay, that that is really interesting. Then that is the version I'm most familiar with is, is the four yeah. kids dub. Attention yeah. duelists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's nice to listen to people talk about the Yu-Gi-Oh show that I'm also familiar with, because I also watch the Boy Kids stuff. So. Mm. Um, I think my... F- I, so I have, I have two recommendations. Um, one of them, I have... I feel like I've plugged... I've, I've plugged it before on Kids and Their Dog, but I want to do it again because I feel very strongly about this cause, it is um, a podcast called the the Bechtel Cast, and it is a um, movie recap pod or movie recap slash discussion podcast where they watch a movie and talk about the portrayal of women in it. And it like they run the gamut. They've done like Moana, and they've done you know like animated. They've done you know movies that have been nominated for like best picture they've done you know foreign and like you know western and like everything in between the most recent episode was fatal attraction which has glenn close in it and like that was really interesting to hear about like um the portrayal of women in movies especially in the 80s and the reagan era and like hearing about how that movie essentially demonizes working women when women were first going into the the workplace and how also at that time the most of the women that were entering the workplace were white women so it's like they're they they try to have a, a lens on intersectional feminism while also you know having fun cracking jokes and like just talking about movies which i i really really enjoy Um, and then the other one I had was Autonomic, which is, um, an actual play podcast, um, run by Cat Cool. You may know her from, uh, the One Shot Campaign's campaign podcast. Um, so this is an original setting for an actual, actual play podcast with a, a younger audience in mind. So the whole podcast is kid friendly. Um, and the, the setting is, um, the, you have this world called Respite, who is protected by these kind of, uh, gifted individuals called Nomics. And uh, essentially, uh, every Nomic has an artifact that they're bonded with when they turn 10. Um, and they, you know, that they have a, kind of like domain or like a kind of like an area of expertise that they're kind of in charge of. Um, and they kind of, um, as they're growing up, they grow up into these roles and they kind of have their fate kind of uh, chosen for them. And in this particular, uh, the, the pretty much a hundred years ago, all of the nomics died and they weren't reincarnation selected in the nomic cycle. And the show picks up with the first generation since that, like, mysterious wipe out of all of the nomics and these, this huge colossal generation of 10 year olds who have been selected to see if they have what it takes to be, you know, the saviors of the world. 
And, um, and it, it just started too. So if you are wary of podcasts, especially actual play podcasts that have a large backlog, they just put out 10 or 11 recently. So pretty easy to catch up with. And I highly suggest it. Sounds like something I definitely want to add to my podcast queue. Yeah, I do need to finally get around to listening to that one. And like Cat Cat Cool is um very gifted at storytelling and I, I particularly like that she's going in this route of making an all ages podcast. I know that is something that she's really invested in, like making spaces for children to tell stories, and I like that um the way that the show is run, especially their presence on Twitter, is just pure wholesome great interactions with their fans and i just like every time they update my they update on thursday nights and my weekly rituals i save it for my friday shift and i will like when it's like 30 minutes or an hour um left on my shift i will queue it up so when my shift ends the episode is ending and i start my weekend it's wonderful but yeah, that's uh, at Autonomic on Twitter. A-U-T-O-N-O-M-I-C. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I have just added it to my list. Nice. Definitely. <laughs> um, so, I have, like, three podcasts that currently exist that I want to talk about. And then also three podcasts that no longer exist that I would like to talk about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First, I'm talking about uh, probably my favorite podcast of all time. It is a podcast that I've been listening to some version of since 2012, like I mentioned earlier. And that is Six Feets Under. Uh, Feets as in spelled F-E-A-T-S, like the Dungeons and Dragons thing. And it is an actual play podcast about several different uh, systems. It started before it was Six Feets Under. It was Let's Play 14th. Let's play D&D 4E, um, where they played through f- the first 20 levels of 4th edition. They never f- finished the last 10. Uh, oh. They never even started the last 10. Uh, because they did a playtest for 13th Age before the game came out. And that spun off into Let's Play the 13th Age, which became Six Feet Under. Um, and that was like the first big campaign for that show. Um, and it's an amazing campaign. It is long. It is like 80 episodes long for just for that one campaign, but it is absolutely worth it because you follow the same set of characters all the way through the full experience of the game, essentially, from level 1 to max level. I think it's level 10 in 13th Age. And it's absolutely incredible. Um, And not only that, it also has several bonus feats, as they call them, uh, about different... um, different smaller games like uh they have uh, several episodes on monster arts they have several episodes on worldwide wrestling rpg um one of those is even with the creator of the game uh and they had another creator of like part that dealt with some of 13th age come on and do a sub session like a sub campaign about a new expansion stuff like that they even did a uh, bonus episode uh, in a system called microscope where they tied every game they've ever played into a single shared universe oh dang it's very fun to listen to especially because like they get a little buck wild on that one uh 
It's and right now their two ongoing campaigns are Mouse Guard and Fellowship. And their Fellowship campaign is called Two Winters End. Um, that one's being run by the actual creator of Fellowship, and uh, the cast of the network is it's large and it is full of queer folks. Um, I'm not sure if there's that if there are people of color on the cast. Unfortunately, I just I'm not aware, but it's a great listen, and they. I guarantee they have at least one system, like one little sub game that you'd enjoy listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going back and listening to their Monster Hearts campaigns right now, or it's the single campaign separated over several sub sessions. It's just a good time. I there's a reason I'm still listening to it so many years later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's six feet under. Another podcast that is ongoing that I enjoy listening to is Power Up Everything Nintendo and Beyond. That is um, Vigil and Emily, just a couple of friends. Uh, They just talk about video games and video game news. Uh, It's mostly just like smaller games every episode, or not smaller games, but a specific game every episode with like a little bit of string here and there. Um, They have a Patreon. I haven't subscribed to it, but they're doing like an ongoing thing. They talk about all of Kid Icarus Uprising. Oh, nice. Um, the oh. most recent episode was actually about Skyrim. Um, I haven't listened to all of it yet, but the episode before that was uh, Tamadachi Life. Mm-hmm. So like that's <laughs> sort of the big difference there. A couple episodes before that, they uh, had Spectrobes with Tanner. And boy, howdy, was that like a fun experience to remember that game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I recently added it to my queue, and I saw they have an episode about Final Emblem, so I'm excited to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got their um their episode with Jake, uh, and I really enjoyed that, even though I have not touched Breath of the Wild. But hearing somebody else is excited about something, excitement about something I'm not familiar with, is good listening, and they're great. They're good hosts, and uh, they're very fun to listen to. Another podcast, like the last of the ongoing podcasts that I'm going to throw out here right now, is the Yesterworld podcast. Um, and this one's sort of like a soft recommendation because, um, like, I, I, there are hints of this person's politics and they're like very center of the spectrum, which isn't great listening to sometimes, especially when you're not that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only like it was only like immensely noti- or noticeable to me once. Um, that's just because they're they they talk a lot about. Um, let me just say what the podcast is. The Yesterworld podcast is a podcast um, spinoff of this the YouTube series Yesterworld, where they just talk about old theme park attractions, uh, changes certain theme park attractions have gone through, stuff like that. And, you know, there are obviously, like, some political things that come into play because um, changing of stuff like Pirates of the Caribbean to be more, like, suitable for a larger audience. You know, and you know how people react to that sometimes and the calls of censorship and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sometimes that's when politics sort of come out. And it's only really noticeable in the podcast, not really in the videos. Um, and it's because it's one of those things where they're 
the person is definitely torn between like what when do we want to keep this old important ride that like actually affected you know a larger audience as a whole just by existing you know they even made a movie series out of it um, and changing stuff and obviously i think they should change it if it needs to be changed but yeah um, like i said it's definitely a softer recommendation as a result but it is a fun thing to listen to if you need to listen to something really niche about very odd topics <laughs> i got really into figment and uh figment's journey into imagination as a result of this video series so mm. okay. yeah I don't know what you're talking about, that. I still need to listen to the podcast. Uh, there's only, like, I think a total of 12 episodes, if that. Um, and they've had some guests on from, like, that actually worked in the park, so it is a fun time to listen to, like, some behind-the-scenes stuff of, like, uh, one of the guests on there used to be one of the um, people who did the Jungle Boat Cruise at Disney World. Mm. And they... They sort of like this is how much of it is scripted and this is how much isn't. Oh, that's that's always really neat to hear. Yeah, um, and they also get into like theme park rumors, which is always a fun thing to think about, at least for me. Yeah. Um, and then you know they had someone with some a little bit of insider information about like some of the Harry Potter uh, developments in Universal and stuff like that. Hmm. And now for the three podcasts that don't exist anymore, <laughs> like they you can still go listen to them. Um, and they're definitely all really good listens. For example, Morph Club, the Animorphs reread podcast, I guess. Um, I listen to, I like binged listen to every single episode in like a month, if that. Let me see how many episodes that is. That's 72 episodes, not counting like any bonus stuff, I think. Yeah. And if you want to read along with the podcast, all the books are now free on the internet yes like legitimately free not just i found yeah. this off the back of a digital truck yeah <laughs> hey applegate put up all their books online mm-hmm. um this is probably like the it's a very good listen um even if you're not like super into animorphs i've never read an animorphs book in my life but i did enjoy listening along um and sort of l- learning the story that way and now for like the biggest one that I've listed as a podcast on here uh, is Let's Make a Music. It was Brian David Gilbert's podcast with two friends. I think one of them was actually his sister. They just made a new song every week based on you know Twitter suggestions and stuff like that. And all of those songs are available on Bandcamp. And it's just it's a fun time to listen to it because you always get like a little musical treat right at the end. And the last one is GasCast. I'm calling you out, Jake Mason. <laughs> I I really liked GasCast. I listened through their whole archive when they were kind of on hiatus, like maybe it was going to come out, come back. And then, then the news that GasCast was not coming out anymore, like happened. And I was like a little heartbroken because I was getting really attached to the format. It's so GasCast, if you manage to miss it, um, I can understand Jake and friends have made so many other podcasts that it may have just fallen through the cracks for you. But it was just a short little thing that um, was just them talking about various games and sports related shows and other products. Like they talked about BattleBots, they talked about Supermarket Sweep, they talked about 
Iron Chef, I think it was. Yeah, they did Iron, Iron Chef. Chef and they did American Gladiator. Yeah, as well. Oh, wow. Um, they did a, like a, a single mini episode that they sounded like it was going to be more of a thing about the Legend of Zelda series. That that ended up turning into the podcast that they update on their Patreon every once in a while. Ah, okay. I did not see it when I was still subscribed there, mm-hmm. so I, I must have missed. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think that they just call that like Hey Jake and Josh cast. <laughs> ah. Gossip Stone was so much a uh, such a good name for it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there is an episode of the Gas Cast where Jake Mason and Josh Nichols play the pirates miniatures game that you make the pirate ships out of cardboard that was really like you wouldn't think that that would be good listening but it was surprisingly fun absolutely um and like also the uh pokemon trading card game was also a fun listen Mm -hmm. especially if you actually know how the game is played and you can listen to like oh that's not quite how it works but sure (laughs) (laughs) i never listened to the gas gas but now I kind of want to. I go back and re-download an episode every now and then just because I have that sort of craving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel like putting like American Gladiator and uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple on my phone again. Yeah, it's those are like two of the main ones to go back to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Can I recommend a podcast? Absolutely. Go and I'm going to recommend this because it's my favorite podcast, but I know... That most people who will listen to it are probably not going to get turned off by this because you have to pay for it. But to me, it is worth it. It is the No Sleep Podcast. And it is a podcast where a bunch of people, like voice actors, they will read stories. I think, I don't know if they still do take stories from the No Sleep Reddit, but that's how it started. And the first three seasons are free. So you can listen to the first three seasons and then decide if you want to keep listening to it. And it's basically horror stories, whether they're, they're like fanatical horror stories or realistic horror stories. You definitely should listen to it if, like, like they have warnings at the start of the episodes. So you know what's going to be in it. Because there are some, like, trigger-heavy episodes where, like, some of the horror stories are about, like, some of the awful things that happen in the world. But it's definitely really good. I love listening to it. And that, it has like 11 or 12 seasons now. So if you're willing to pay, like, listen to three, like, just listen to the first three seasons and decide if you're willing to pay, like, $20 for each season. Because you can buy episodes, like, singularly. And you can still listen to, like, the first story for free. But it's definitely probably the only podcast out there that I would pay for. Because <laughs> I really love horror stories. And it, it, those, they, it's produced so well. Like, you can really tell that the people who make this podcast put a lot of their heart and soul into making these horror stories come alive. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to hear, like, a very well-told story. Mm-hmm. I actually do have two more podcasts I want to talk about. <laughs> Go for it. Um, first one is also another large podcast, um, compared, like, uh, compared to a lot of stuff I've talked about so far is, uh, Friends at the Table. It's also an actual play podcast. They sort of alternate between, um, settings every season. They're, like, our ongoing one is called, uh, Hyron. It's various seasons in Hyron. 
Um, the first one is winter? No. Autumn in Hyron. Um, but then after that season, they did space and robots, and it was really cool. And then they went back to Hyron, and then more a different aspect of space and mech stories. I'm bringing it up because it is a podcast I do keep up with now. Um, it was also something I listened to with a friend of mine who passed away recently. Um, so it's still like, it's like become differently important to my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, there are a lot of good things that happen to it, uh, in it. Um, basically every character that Keith J. Carberry plays is a delight to listen to. To maybe wet your whistle, uh, in the more recent season, uh, Keith J. Carberry's character, Pharaoh Feritas, who is a halfling druid, gained the ability to create new animals. Oh. <laughs> you told me That's about this, cool. this plot point before. And depending on how they roll to create the, become that animal, if they roll extremely well, that animal just starts existing in the world. That is amazing. I like that. And one of the first examples, and this is a little bit spoiler, but you've got to hear what it is, is a creature that is just a man riding a horse. (laughs) But one thing. It's the horse is the main creature and the man on top of it is a self-defense mechanism. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the kind of like that kind of humor is sort of present throughout every uh, series of Friends at the Table, but also like between jokes or like deep affecting actual story beats. Their season before this, um, it wasn't Counterweight; it was Twilight Mirage. Um, it's one of their ones in space, but it deals heavily with um, sort of thoughts on like bodies and how they present themselves and stuff like that almost every character dealt with that in some way um for example there was one character that every time they died they came back in a different body Mm. they basically just became that person as well as every other person they've ever been there was another character who in a world full of people being like attached to technology wasn't like they were just physically incapable and stuff like that it's um a very solid listen and it's like fully scored by one of the members of the cast as well nice i i've seen it around and i've been meaning to like give more actual plays a try because i'm a little picky about the some of the more popular ones but i think this is the push that i need to to give them a listen yeah, yeah. um with friends of the table they have sort of like a flow chart of where you should start with it mm-hmm. autumn and hieron is a very rough listen if you're not prepared for it yeah um, yeah it took me like I- three tries to actually listen to it you know what's weird is that i started listening to it and i started from the beginning and I don't have a problem with it, so I guess it really depends on the person. Yeah, it's absolutely that. But like, there was also some like a few audio issues here and there in like the early season. Not everyone had a decent microphone at the time, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but like, 
so much happens in that first season that's important for the, like the Hyron series. Yeah, that it's definitely at least worth listening to. I think it's just important going knowing that it's not going to be like the best sounding yeah. thing. If mm-hmm. maybe maybe if you're a little picky about it, start with Counterweight or Twilight Mirage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I have a pretty high threshold for stuff like that. Um, my issue. I learned when trying to get into, I really, I don't like dunking on things just because they're popular, but I had an issue getting into Adventure Zone because- I still haven't gotten into Adventure Zone. Because it was, it was too interesting for me to try to multitask to, and I couldn't work while listening to it. I just wanted to sit and listen to them. So I was like, I can't listen to Adventure Zone at work and I don't listen to podcasts at home. So I'm not going to listen to Adventure Zone. Oh yeah, no friends at the table. I think you're gonna have that same problem with. Yeah, I'm gonna let you know now. Um, it is very much one of those that I listen to in the car. Yeah, Just listening to podcast at work is dangerous because I try not to laugh. And <laughs> 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 one time I was I was listening to the coolest table, and Jake said something, and I felt like I was dying trying not to laugh so hard. <laughs> It was the worst thing because I was like, people gonna think I'm going crazy because they can't see the headphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, oh, good, good. I've also cried at work listening to the Adventure Zone. I got through the uh, the D and E one, and the ending made me cry. And I was like, just sit, uh, just kind of like standing in the bottle closet, just crying, so no one could see me. <laughs> yeah, I um, I I work in a cubicle setup and. Usually there's like a fair amount of like white noise between like printers and computers and just people existing in a space together. But I, I try to keep it down all the time, but sometimes just something, just a, a laugh or a, a sniffle comes out and I just can't help it. Um, last podcast that I want to talk about is just Down to Friend. I mentioned it before, but I feel obligated to bring it up. It's, you should listen to it. It mm-hmm. is good. And both Charlie and I have been on it at this point. Yes. It is a podcast. Yes. Depending on when you listen to this. Absolutely. And mine was technically the first episode, so maybe go listen to that. And I've been meaning to DM Janine about it, because of course I want to talk to her about stuff. She's great. Yeah. It's uh, an interview podcast where Janine just talks to people, I think. Um, She specifically says friends, but I also don't know how what the meaning of friend is in this situation i i think sure i think if you give her a good enough pitch if you if you sell yourself to her a little bit like i, I feel like she'll probably have you on the show kind of a thing yeah it's but sh- she is an amazing uh host for that kind of show mm-hmm. it is yeah. absolutely i i went back and listened to the episode i was on and i was kind of enthralled at how like well it came together yeah, yeah, it's um. She has a natural like knack for hosting. It's great. Definitely, and it's the first time I was on a podcast where I was crying. But no, you can't like hear me cry. I was just tearing up. Mm. There was a moment where things got a little real, which you will hear whenever my episode comes out and this episode comes out. <laughs> You're listening to this in the far future. Sorry, ran out. Yes. So yeah, that's that. Those are the podcasts we like. Also, you should listen to 
our podcast, Mining Cassidy's, which isn't out yet, but when it does come out, you should listen to it. Yeah, well, we'll go ahead and go into the plug segment. You want to plug what that is real quick? Yes. We are going to be watching and talking about the entire Pretty Care franchise. Oh, exciting! Aww. And the podcast is called Precure Podcast Engage. Nice. We are starting with the very first season of Tawa Pretty Care. Hmm. I have never watched any Pretty Cure in my life, so that's what the gimmick is. Mm. Yes, and I watched a bunch, so. Very nice. I don't really have anything to plug, but you can follow me on Twitter at CrashingWaves14. That is a one and a four fourteen. I talk about Final Fantasy MMOs and scream about things. My avatar is the final boss of Final Fantasy XI before the expansions came out, so you know I'm about that brand. <laughs> you can find me probably talking about pretty sure just on my own or other things at magical underscore pride on Twitter or on Tumblr if you are there too at stormgenosity, that's G-E-N-A-S-I. And if you want to follow the Twitter for uh, Preacher Podcast, we are at Pre-Pod Engaged. Sorry, I just, I was on Twitter on my computer and I just realized that they're like, oh, here, check out this new Twitter. And it's just mobile Twitter, but on the web. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, (laughs) sorry. Um, You can find me. Cassidy on Twitter at Madlobotanist. That's M A D L O B O T A N I S T. I tweet about stuff. I started streaming recently, um, and I might just keep doing that because it's really fun, to be honest. It's a lot of fun to watch. I'm glad you uh, are having me on to uh, co-pilot. I, I, yes. I enjoy I enjoy uh, hanging out with you and spending time with you while you play games. Other mutuals, if you want to co-pilot, let me know, because I will just throw everybody on this Discord call with me. I don't care. <laughs> I would like to. Yeah, absolutely. That We'll definitely have to work out a good time. That That is a... I tweet about that when that happens, but it's at twitch.tv slash madlabot, and it's spelled the same way as my Twitter handle. I also do a podcast with my friend Lava that both of these two have guested on and it's called kids and their dog and it is a scooby-doo movie review and recap podcast where we watch a movie of the scooby-doo franchise and talk about that sometimes it's good sometimes it's scooby-doo and the reluctant werewolf (laughs) Uh, and you can find this podcast on twitter at hey let's talk cast that is h-e-y-l-e-t-s-t-a-l-k C-A-S-T. So, until the next time an episode of this exists, actually, we should probably talk about that real quick. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm cool with monthly. I'm I'm gonna say at least monthly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe if something happens, we'll do, like, an extra episode a month or something, but it is probably going to be monthly. I, I could see, like, when like big stuff happens and we need to do like a special interest episode that like mm-hmm. we maybe like cut listener questions out and we just kind of do the like 
what is on your mind let's talk yeah yeah it sounds like, good to me. I want to do an episode once I've played the new Final Fantasy XIV expansion. Just say absolutely. Then. Sounds good. Yeah, I want to hear that too. So okay. Um, so yeah, until next month, I'm going to leave everyone here with a little bit of literal food for thought, and I expect answers from everyone by the next episode. Do you too, listener? <clears throat> You arrive at a restaurant. It's uh, purposely well lit. It's got, let's say, brick walls along the side. A very rustic sort of experience. You sit down and you look at the menu. And there's just a single item on the menu. There's no price listed. It's just called the sandwich. And when you order it, you will get the perfect sandwich tailored specifically for you. And I'm asking you, when you order the sandwich, what do you receive?